The mouth of the bout, the whole effing podcast, Don DiBiase, Donnie Wrestling, Don Strowman, Donnie Mundo, Donnie Jiu-Jitsu, the Don of a New Nation, Don Gerard Flames, the new Deacon Devon, Spoken Fat Hardy, the man that gravity remembered, aka Donnie Delaware, it's your boy, Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, also known as... The Donville Team Dream. And this is another episode of The Perfect Edge 19.75 because I refuse to do episode 20 without my good partner, Ron Pashery, and we together are the Mighty Don't Shush. Anyway, I'm going to keep this episode as short as possible because I've not slept much this week and I'm very tired. And I have to wait about another 30 minutes to do laundry because a selfish person in my apartment complex decided to take up the only washer, the only dryer, sorry. And I don't even recall them dry, uh, washing their clothes to even have clothes to dry. So very infuriated right now that I can't even speak straight. As you can see, I sound like Kurt Angle, just messing up words as I go along. Anyways... Uh, I guess we could start with uh, War Games because I finally watched it. And uh, it's probably the best NXT pay-per-view that I watched in a while. Um, just I, I, me personally, from top to bottom, I thought the car was really, really good. Uh, Cassius Ono versus uh, Lars Sullivan. I wasn't expecting much from that match. Turned out to actually be pretty damn good. Um, even though it wasn't very long, it turned out to be really, really good. Um, what else was there? There was uh, the women's match. Uh, Kari Sane versus Ember Moon versus uh, Nikki Cross and Peyton Royce, which is really, really good. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, we had Andrade Cien Almas taking the title off of Drew McIntyre. Uh, which I think was probably the shocker of the weekend or that weekend because obviously I watched it like two weeks later. But, you know, sometimes the best of things must wait in order to really enjoy them, which I did. Uh, also, you had uh, the War Games match uh, with Sanity and Undisputed Era and the Authors of Pain with Roderick Strong, who pretty much was Kurt Angle Jr. in that match. Um, I think Roddy should have gotten like some trunks that was like the same color of the pants that the Authors of Pain wore. That's really the only pick I have about that match. But, ladies and gentlemen, the official, my official second match of the year goes to Alistair Black and the Velveteen Dream because the match that they put on 
was excellent. From the wrestling to the antics, it was just a phenomenal match. No AJ. And it is my officially my second favorite match, mainly because I don't remember a lot of the matches that I've seen this year. But I do remember one in particular, which is my first match of the year, which is, yep, you guessed it, Pentagon Jr. versus Sammy Callahan at House of Hardcore in April because it was amazing. So, with that being said, second favorite match of the year, Velveteen Dream versus Alistair Black. I thoroughly enjoyed it so much so that I literally ran it back and watched the whole match all over again after I finished it the first time. I want to see this again, and hopefully we see it in January. Hopefully, well, I don't I don't have a distrust in NXT writers, so hopefully they will get this thing, continue this thing going with some great antics, some great writing, and we can get something in January. Unfortunately, I won't be able to be there because my girlfriend's birthday is that night that they're being in Philly. But hey, can't can't win all your battles. So, anyways, moving on. Um, we had UFC two nineteen this weekend, and I must say that I'm very scared to watch UFC fights anymore or pick winners because the people that I really want to win at these things they just somehow can't win. They just they just keep losing. I don't I don't know what's going on. Uh, I'm gonna send the water these days, but everyone I pick, they just they just just losing. Like I don't I don't understand what the hell's going on here. Uh, and it's it's super scary. Um, I I just I want people that I pick to win matches, and they're 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 just not. Um, and it's very frustrating. Um, on so many levels, I'm just very very distraught. Uh. So let's just let's just get into it. We have uh Tasia Torres versus Michelle Waterson. Um I like Karate Hottie. I'm a fan of Karate Hottie, Michelle Waterson. And uh Yeah, she she didn't win. So um yeah, it's just you know Torres was just pretty much all over her most of the fight, just uh, just being a straight bulldog, just going for the clinches. Just continuing to press forward on her, throwing punches, which I mean, you know, Waterson was was doing her best to defend herself. She definitely did a a decent job. She wasn't just you know getting punched on most of the fight, but uh, yeah, she uh, was able to get a hip toss off in, in in the middle there somewhere. She was getting some takedowns in, uh, but I don't know, man. Just round three, it was just it was just kind of going downhill, and just Torres just continued to. Be able to get on top of her and just get in, just press forward and just get good punches in, and it was just traumatic to watch for for the most for the most part for me. I'm sorry, I just I don't actually know because Wooderson. I think she, in my opinion, I'm making it seem worse than what it was. In my opinion, I think she was winning, or it was kind of maybe split more so. After the second round, but the third round is where it was just like it it went it went overboard it went down and it was just like it was it was over. So, but I'm um, just super super distraught uh, about Michelle Waterson losing. Um, I don't think she won her last one either. Um, 
Yeah, so I'm, I don't know. Um, if you guys want to sell, send get the well cards, uh, you can do so because I'm just I'm super sick. I'm still sick from Joanna losing and, and Cody losing. So uh, if you want to send Campbell's soup and such, that would greatly help because I'm just super sick from UFC freaking cards because people are choosing keep losing. Sorry, I didn't mean to rhyme. But anyway, got Justin Gaethje versus Eddie Alvarez, which was a great fight, even though Eddie Alvarez almost lost his leg because Justin Gaethje was just kicking the crap out of his leg. And it was bad. It was really, really bad. It was really, really brutal. But Alvarez just kept fighting, kept going for takedowns. He kept going for it. They were scrapping quite a bit in this fight, too. Just a lot of just throwing the hands, letting their hands go, which is always great in a fight because Eddie Alvarez really needed that because Gaethje was, like, literally killing his leg. Like, the leg kicks was just a bountiful amount of pain. For Alvarez to the point where he was kicking him, he was starting like to lean over, like damn near fall over. So it was just like it was really, really bad. And I know he had a nice little plum on the side of that leg when he woke up in the morning. Um, I don't know, man. Eddie Eddie Alvarez just pretty much got the best of Gaethje. I don't know. I guess his tank ran out, and well, clearly his tank ran out, and he just didn't have the energy in him anymore. And you know, Alvarez just you know kept striking, kept striking. Gaethje was trying to do the leg kicks, but because Tank ran out and Eddie Alvarez just planted a nice high knee right in the face of Gaethje. Dude dropped, completely dropped like a sack of potatoes. And that was it. And it was just, it was the fight at, uh, was it the fight at night? I'm trying to think. Let me go over a little bit. Yeah, it was definitely fight at night because it actually was a competition. We have another fight on here that I thought might be fight at night, but it wasn't a competition. So, um, but yeah, man, um, Eddie Alvarez, he he seems like he's on his way back. I mean, up to prominence. I don't even think he got a a, a title rematch, which is weird. I, that's weird. I think he lost a title. I don't think he ever got a title rematch. Maybe he did. I don't remember. But he definitely uh he's definitely on his way back up with a fight after that, especially fighting Justin Gaethje because he is no pushover. I would actually want to see that again. That was a really really good fight. But you know, we'll see what happens in the rankings and the bookings because. It is what it is, man. We got Sergio Pettis versus Henry Cejudo. Um, not gonna lie, it was a good fight per se, nice competition, but uh, it was kind of boring. It was a lot of you know trying to go for submission, a lot of ground stuff, and which is cool. But um, I didn't necessarily want to see it. I wanted to see more of you know the banging out with the hands, letting hands go. You know what I mean? Some good takedowns, some good kicks. But, you know, you got two guys who wrestling, especially Henry Cejudo. So, it was what it was. I can't be mad at it. I mean, it is what it is. Um, I mean, Cejudo was pretty much just kind of, I feel it was on him quite a bit too. And this match was a lot of just kind of almost lopsided stuff for the most part. Um, but, um. Yeah, Cejudo definitely got the one on that one. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, man. It was just, if you like a good wrestling in Octagon, that's pretty much what that match was. Just uh, Cejudo pretty much being all over him and then winning the fight. 
I mean, I don't know what else to really tell you guys. I'm not a super technical guy here. I'm just telling you what I saw. What I saw was Suhoto being all over this guy and winning. Um, and it's, I don't, I, don't, so, I wonder what class Sergio's brother is in. Cause, I don't know. But anyway, it's interesting. Anyway, uh, we had Francis Ngannou versus Alistair Overeem. And... In the words of Marshawn Lynch, Al- Alistair Overeem got his woke. He got his woke up. Cause Francis Ngannou, Francis Ngannou is has the world record for the hardest punch or something to that effect. Why would you fight someone who is on record to have the hardest punch in the world? That's not somebody that you want to fight. I don't care how good of a poker face you have. I don't care how tough you are. Not scared you are. You need to be scared. You need to not be tough. You need to just walk away from that fight. You that man needs to just they need to just give him the belt. Because there's no how do you fight someone who has the hardest punch in the world? How do you do that? And he proved it because the punch that he landed, the uppercut punch that he landed on Overeem knocked him out completely cold. Like he like dude didn't fall. His toes just curled up so much that he had no choice but to lay down. Like it was just, oh my gosh, it was just crazy. Like, just out of nowhere, boom, dynamite. Dude just dropped to the ground and completely froze up. His whole body just went stiff as a board. And I don't think I've seen anything like that in a while. Like, I don't think I've seen a knockout like that probably probably since earlier this year sometime. And Francis Ngannou is not playing around. Like, I really want to see him in a title fight, like, soon. Um, I actually wouldn't mind seeing him versus uh, Derek... Uh, Brunson, if we can get that, that'd be dope. Um, but that dude definitely deserves a title shot soon. I know they're talking about he probably is. I know Joe Rogan's talking about he probably is. I hope he is because I think that'd definitely be a super, super dope fight. Um, um, and I also like how he talked about the Libya stuff and just racism things at the stuff like that at the end of the. At the end of the match, I thought it was really, really dope, and it was a good use of your platform to shine your light on some things that needed that were going on in the world right now. Uh, the crowd seemed to be behind him, so I thought that was really, really dope. Uh, next up, we have Max Holloway versus Jose Aldo, and one thing I will say is I don't know if Aldo has it anymore. I mean, I don't know if he has it consistently. He's pretty much on and off with... His wins, um, and it's it's kind of weird. Um, yeah, I just don't know. I don't. I mean, I'm not a big Aldo fan. I'm not an Aldo fan at all, actually, to be honest. But just kind of seeing like him fall from this high pedigree to just kind of being a guy who's hit or miss, it's a little different. Um, it's a little different. It's a little weird. And I don't know. I just want to. I wonder what he's contemplating at this point. If he's contemplating on, you know, continuing with with what he's doing, or if he's going to retire. Because I just, I just think it's interesting for him to keep fighting at this point. Um, and I know he, I know he's good at soccer or something to that extent. Um, so I want. I don't know. I just wonder what he, what he's thinking. He's one guy. There's, there's a lot of my favorite fighters that I. I Hope don't retire, but this is one person where I'm like, I think he's on the verge of it. He's definitely on the verge of it because it's it's, it's hard to continue to 
continue on and you're hitting miss you're hit or missing even though you've been in the championship picture which which is cool when you won a belt recently you know i mean if you lose again and continue to lose after this like what else do you what else is there to do bro like but i don't know it's just a it's just a thought where i'm thinking right now but um max holloway definitely showed out in that match he looked super comfortable he looked not worried at all he Pretty much just kind of let Aldo tire himself out by throwing a lot of punches and throwing a lot of stuff. And it pretty much ran Aldo out after a certain point. And Holloway won in, got the takedown, and that was pretty much it, man. It, it didn't fare well for him after that. Got punched on, fight was over. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you, man. Like I, I was super surprised, though, me personally, that Max Holloway just looked so comfortable in there that he was as comfortable as he was. And I think that's the same comfortability that I seen Cody have when he fought when he fought Dominic Cruz. And I don't know, I just hope that that confidence sticks with Max Holloway and it's not just and he doesn't end up like 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 Dominic did. Not Dominic, uh like Cody did in his uh last fight and that confidence gets him to a point where it helps him lose the title. So, I don't know. But it was definitely uh, dope to see Max Holloway being extremely comfortable, especially in the ring with Jose Aldo. I thought that was just very, very different. So, moving on. Uh, we got UFC, I think 220 sometime this month. It might be 221. I'm not really sure. But um, all I know is we have Chris Cyborg versus Holly Holmes. And... Lord Jesus, I just pray that Chris Cyborg comes through for me and does what I hope that she does and that that all just makes sense in the world and all things are right with the world and that we don't have another shocker on our hands because, damn it, I just can't deal with it anymore. So, UFC 220 or 221, whichever one it is, I didn't do my homework, obviously, but I just know that it's that fight and... I just want Chris Cyborg to do what she does and make all things right in the world, at least for me in MMA. So, moving on, uh, we could talk about some of the wrestling stuff that's going on. Um, I hate the three women groups on Raw and SmackDown. I hate both of them. Um, I don't hate the wrestling the the wrestlers individually, um, but I, I definitely just don't like that they bought two three women groups up on each show i feel like you could i feel like you could have split them up differently if anything i felt like uh page and and ruby ride you could have put them together and they kind of could have had like a little uh punk rock goth type thingy thing going on and then you could have put mandy rose and Liv together and they could have had like the pretty girl posh type thing I guess going on or whatever and then you could have let Sonya Deville and Sarah Logan kind of come out and do their own thing almost I just felt like the three woman group thing was real corny they could have paired them better at least if they were gonna do that type of thing but I mean it is what it is I feel like uh I'm trying to think I feel like all of them are trying too hard when it comes to talking and it seems super scripted. And I really hate it. 
Um, and I just want them to kind of talk. Just, just, I mean, if you're going to talk, just talk regular. Don't script them. Well, at least try to not script them first because, like, them being on script, it just sounds super scripty. Sarah Logan t- sounds completely freaking terrible. I wasn't too thrilled with, with uh, whatever DeVille's name is, first name, whatever. I wasn't too thrilled with, with, with her speaking either. And I don't even like her look. Like, you look like a gladiator with MMA gloves on. Why Why are you wearing that? Someone clearly did not put much thought into your outfit. And you need to change, bro, because it, it looks weird. It doesn't look, it, it's doing nothing for you. Even though you kind of look like you could be Ruby Riot's sister a little bit. Maybe that should be your angle. Maybe you should have did a little something like Ruby did and you just like her kickboxing sister who wears something similar to what she wears. Um, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I mean, even Liv wears pants. Ruby's wearing pants. Maybe you should get like a pants thing instead of like the gladiator skirt. Or maybe you could wear it. I don't know. I mean, I'm not really biased on a skirt or whatever, but I just don't like her look. And I feel like they could do something better with her look. But, you know, whatever. I'm not a, not qualified to be a writer, supposedly. Anyways, um, yeah, I just thought that would be different. I know they're talking about the all-woman Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble thing. That, um, and that's probably why all these, these three... Double three groups of girls came up, but uh, I feel like they could have done it better and it could have been done better. But whatever. Like I said, I'm, I'm not qualified to be a WWE writer. I'm just, you know, what do I know? I'm just a guy with a great podcast and part of a great podcast network who can pretty much book WWE way better than anyone in the back. Probably except for Hunter um, because he runs NXT and. I will not slander him because of that. Anyway, moving on. Um, we got KO and Sami Zayn. Uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pleased with it. It's still kind of a lackluster KO and Jericho for me. Even though I know they're both best friends, I know they they've done great with that in the Indies and uh in ROH and so on and so forth. It's not all the way clicking over yet, but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. And I, it's not even because I'm biased to those two. It's just because I'm enjoying it. It's not all the way clicking for me yet. And I mean, the the the, the best friends as, as far as KO and Jericho, I don't know if that clicked all the way right away either. I don't, I vaguely remember it. Maybe it did, but I mean, because Jericho is just great. And so is Kevin Owens. But um, it's just not clicking all the way yet, but... It's getting there, and uh, I'm giving it time. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put the chips in on it and expect greatness, and that's what it is, but um, it's different. I really I really hate the whole they're bound to be fired thing, and the whole Daniel Bryan thing around it is kind of weird, too, but I don't know. It is what it is. Like I mean, I have faith in SmackDown to play out some way and, and make something good of it. Um, I don't like Randy Orton being a part of it because I don't like Randy Orton at the moment. Um, I feel like he's very corny. Um, Rand, uh, Blandy Borton is just, you know, he is what he is. He's Blandy Borton. Uh, he's done nothing tremendous in either match the past two weeks. I have not been impressed. I haven't been impressed in a while. I haven't been impressed since he got his head busted open by Brock, probably. Um, just because he sold that very well. Um... 
I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm not a fan of Randy Orton, and I'm just amazed when people are fans of Randy Orton because I just don't understand why. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura had a very interesting outing uh, this past week. He looked like Shinsuke of old. Um, he actually his move set was just it looked electrifying. It looked like I, I it made me want to watch and not skip ahead, um, which is good. Um, as far as them two versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens at Clash of Champions. I am probably going to skip uh, the parts from Randy's in the ring um, or just walk away and do something else at that point in time because I just don't care about him in this match. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I just hope that they let Shinsuke do great things and I could watch that and I'd be fully bored by this match and there will be three people that I'm interested in seeing what they do instead of just two. So, um and Shane is being corny, kind of. Shane is, he's not as annoying as Stephanie is to me right now, but he could get there. He could get there because you're, you're messing with one of my favorite wrestlers, Shane. Um, just putting that out there. And yeah, I, I know AJ Styles this week. Um, I'm not sure exactly what AJ was doing, but you know. It, it's always good to see the phenomenal one. I, I prefer to see the phenomenal one on my SmackDown show, but you know, whatever it is what it is. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? The Jason Jordan angle. Jason Jordan is basically Drake. Um, every time he talks, and I just he sounds like Drake to me. I just feel like he's gonna bust out into a harmonizing song and ask for something from Kirk. Uh Kirk. Kurt. Um and yeah, I just I just feel every time he just starts talking, I just see Drake. I just like, oh he's he's Drake. He's just being Drake right now. He's even talking in the Drake voice, like the nice soft Drake voice. And I feel like he's trying to serenade Kurt into giving him opportunities every time he starts talking. Uh however, it is it's getting pretty entertaining just the you know, Dad, I need another chance. Just give me another chance, and it's 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 pretty entertaining, man. Um, yeah, uh, it's, I'm trying to figure out how how a heel turn will play in this, because I'm not really trying to think it out. I'm, I, I really want WWE writers to be great and surprise me, and it'd be dope. But uh, yeah, I don't know. But I definitely like the the little annoying kind of begging almost role that he's playing. He just reminds me of Drake a whole lot. Uh very, very, very much. Uh super whole lot. So um other news, things I don't want to touch on. Uh the Bucks and Cody trying to do the whole big uh I think it's a ten thousand seater thing or something like that. This the the big show that they're trying to do. I think that's super dope. Um much like uh, my good friend Ron said, uh, WWE stopped being the cutting edge thing. They stopped uh, doing stuff that was really, really dope or, you know, I mean, I know they did Starcade, but, you know, whatever. They didn't film it. He, he got Arn Anderson doing good ass spine busters and we could only see it because someone had enough brains to record it and put it on social media. We deserve better. We deserve to see Arn busting Dolph Ziggler's spine, damn it. We deserve that. We pay $9.99 every month. We don't even go into the thing and repay it. We just take it out of our accounts. The least you could do is give us the Arn Anderson bu- spine buster, damn it. That's all we asked for. 
You didn't even got to give us the whole pay-per-view. All you had to do was cut the cameras on live when Arn did the damn spine buster and showed it to us. $9.99 every month, damn it. $9.99, Michael. We pay it every damn month. All we want to see is Arn doing the damn spine buster in real time. WWE. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so I think that's dope, man. Um, even I've been struggling. I got I have multiple Bullet Club shirts. Um I really do not want to wear them, especially right now. Not because I'm hating, because I love them. I wouldn't buy the shirts if I hated it. Um, excuse me, but I just, uh, I don't know. It's like the popping thing now. Everywhere you go, any wrestling event you go, you're going to see about a thousand Bullet Club shirts. And I just don't follow waves like that. I usually hit the curve or I'm afterwards. So with this, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait till everyone's shirts get dingy and they get real ugly looking and worn looking. And then I'm going to wear mine like a year or two later when, you know, everyone's dirty and crusted out and so on and so forth. Or, you know, just, you know, wait for 10 years and, and then I'll sell them because they don't make them anymore. Because Don DeBiase is about the money and everybody has a price. So, uh, anything else I want to talk about here? Uh, I know that the whole uh, Kenny Omega and Joy Ryan penis thing or whatever that they did, like, I guess it was on being the elite, was, was, that was just weird. Um, it doesn't make me hate Kenny Omega. I know a lot of people like were getting to the point where they hated him or, you know, they hate Joy Ryan. I mean, it's it's a very weird antic. It's a stupid one, in my opinion. Um, I mean, I guess there's people out there who who dig it. I don't. Uh, I can't dig that sucker, and I probably won't. Uh, well, I know I won't. It's not a probably. I know I won't. Um, I'm not even going to watch that episode. Um, I don't watch them thoroughly all the time, but I'm definitely not going to watch that one. Um, and I know which one it is because there's a, a thumbnail that shows you that those two were in it, and I'm not going to watch it. Um, other than that, man, I think that's pretty much it. Um, it's not a lot to hit on. Uh, I know the episode 20 will be done soon with me and my good bro, Ron Pashery. Make sure that you check out the Matt Madness main show. Episode 100 is coming up next week. This is a big deal. Not just for the main show, but for the Matt Madness podcast network as a whole. Because it is the monster that started it all. It is uh, the, the, the great show that has spun off the multiple shows that we have on the network. Um, including this one. And yeah, I'm just super excited for those guys that they've gotten to the 100 episodes. I'm super excited for us as a network that we have a show that has lasted 100 episodes and that you guys have supported us, whether it's at uh, the events that we go to or just listening every week. We we greatly appreciate it. You have no idea how much we appreciate it. Um, so just continue to listen, continue to tell others to listen. Um but yeah, um, also listen to Falls Count Anywhere. My boys, uh, Russ and uh, Derek, always putting on great shows. Um, always talking about even some of the MMA stuff. They go more in depth than I do about it a lot of the time because most of the time I'm just sitting back and enjoying it or I'm sitting back and crying because the person I chose is freaking losing. 
So, with all that being said, we have reached the end of this episode, episode 19.75, and I am the face of the heel, the mouth of the bout, the whole effing podcast, Don DiBiase, Donnie Wrestling, Don Strowman, Donnie Mundo, Donnie Jiu-Jitsu, the Don of a New Nation, Don Gerard Flames, the new Deacon Devon, Spoken Fat Hardy, the man that gravity remembered, Donnie Delaware, Donovan the Lowdown Lord, a.k.a. the Don Voltine Dream. And this has been another episode of The Perfect Edge. Holla! If you hear me! This is bigger than me. Yeah, I'm just making it clear. Give me the space in the clear. When you see I appear, got that black and white gear. And we in the fifth gear. And you know we don't care. If they whip or they against, we don't mean to make offense, but yo, we mean with our offense. The scene is finna switch. My team got it on clinch. If the scene that you ain't green, then we gon' lean at your expense. This angle but has a twist. Just to hear one for a real one. Left lane deals for a real one. And they know the fake from the real ones. You hear that guitar riff. They switch up the stance quick. They think we want Hollywood. You can't understand it. You see who I stand with. My team is outstanding. We came with a point. But see your plans with you handed You hear that guitar riff That switch up the stance quick They think we want Hollywood You can't understand it You see who I stand with My team is outstanding We came with a plan But see your plans with you handed